Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Indian companion Ponto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past from the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. One, two, let's go, big fellow. The rocking stagecoach swung around the base of Mesa Mountain on the last stretch of trail of the town of Dolly Bend. There were but three passengers. Mary Carslake and her 12-year-old son had been over the trail before, but it was the first trip for the Lone Ranger's nephew, Dan Reed. The third time Mother and I have been here, isn't it, Mother? Yes, Jimmy. Third time, huh? Why are you going to Valley Bend, Dan? I'm going to meet a friend of mine, an Indian. An Indian? Oh, uh, God. Jimmy, remember what I told you about Indians? There are good Indians as well as bad ones. I'm sure Dan's friend is a good Indian. He sure is. He's one of the finest men I know. Well, maybe so. Where are you going to Valley Bend, Jim? We go there every year on my dad's birthday. I see. His birthday is this week, Saturday. He's in Valley Bend, huh? Well, uh, Dan, uh, Jimmy's father is buried on Mesa Mountain. Oh. He's buried with the other soldiers that were killed by the Indians. Mm. I'll bet your father was a good soldier. He sure was. He was a lieutenant. 
Wasn't he, Mom? Yes, dear, he was. Mother and I are going to put fresh flowers on his grave. Oh, ho there, boy. Oh, ho there. This is it, Mom. There's the hotel where we always stay. Yes, Jimmy. I'll open the door. The mail comes up. I'll help you with your bag, man. Thank you, Dan. I'll go on ahead, Mom. Don't go too far away, Jimmy. I'll wait for you on the hotel porch. Well, look who's here. Huh? You don't remember me, do you? The name's Peavy. Slim Peavy. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Golly, you've grown tall since last year. Yeah, now you remember. Well, do you happen to remember that you was boasting and bragging about your pa being a soldier? I didn't brag. A soldier. <laughs> That's a good one. If you knew what I knew, you wouldn't be so proud. What do you mean? If the Indians hadn't shot him, the law would have hung him. You can't say that about my dad. Who can't? Ask your ma if you don't believe me. Ask her why the buttons was cut off his uniform. Ask her why his grave ain't marked like the others. That's enough from you. Why, you little... I'll fix you. picking on a boy smaller than yourself. Uh, he hit me first, I tell you. You said things about my dad. And I'll say them again. They're true. He was a murderer. Mom, and Slim was right. They did cut the buttons off his uniform, and they didn't give him a military burial. Jimmy, I, I was foolish, perhaps, but... Well, I hoped and prayed that in some way the truth might come out before before you had to know. Mom, I, I don't care what the Army thinks. Dad was all right. Don't you care what anyone thinks or says. Hold your head high, Jimmy, because well, we know that Dad did nothing wrong. We know it because he told me. Otto was waiting in town with Dan's horse. The two rode into the valley where the Lone Ranger was waiting in a small camp. It was sunset when Dan finished telling about the incident. Golly, you should have seen the way Jimmy wrapped into that big bully. It was swell. I wondered if you'd meet Jimmy and his mother on the stage, Dan. Do you know them? No, but I knew they came here each year at this time. Oh. Otto, did you tell Dan about Jim's father? Uh, me tell him a few facts. Tano told me how he was found guilty of murder and... How he was killed fighting the Indians at the Battle of Mesa Mountain. He was saved from hanging, but not from disgrace. Dan, I'm going to tell you about Lieutenant Carslake. Fine. Put a little wood on the fire, will you, Tonto? Ah, me fix it. See, Dan, Tonto was doing some special scouting for the regiment. He was with the troopers when they rode to the top of Mesa Mountain. The trail was steep and the pace was slow. Tonto rode behind Captain Jackson... He could hear all that the captain said to the man at each side. We'll reach the lookout post in a few minutes. Then we'll know whether or not I've made a mistake. A mistake, Captain? Yes, I sent Lieutenant Carslake and Sam Benson up to the lookout a week ago. You did, sir? Well, someone had to prepare the campsite and establish my headquarters. 
I sent those two to do it. But Carslake and Vincent, they're deadly enemies. I don't know how deadly, but I do know that I'm sick and tired of the animosity between them. So you sent the two of them together? I thought they might iron out the argument if they had the chance. I dare say we shall find the fight settled, one way or another. Yes, sir. I dare say. Well, in spite of their hard feelings for each other, Carslake and Vincent had done their work well. Captain Jackson found a campsite marked out in the shelter of a good stand of timber. He also found that an old two-room shack that stood in an open area a few yards from the edge of a cliff had been cleaned out for use as his headquarters. It was some time after dark when he summoned Lieutenant Carslake to his desk. For me, Captain Jackson. Lieutenant Carslake, you and Vincent did a fine piece of work here. We thought you'd like this shack as a headquarters, sir. Yes. There's a good view of the valley from the next room. The guard might be posted at the window. Uh, Carslake, you and Vincent have proved that you can work together. I hope the, uh, the difficulty, whatever it is, that made you enemies has been straightened up. Well, that's a... well, that, sir, is a personal matter that can never be straightened up. Oh? In connection with Lieutenant Vincent, I'd like to speak to you alone. Privately, sir, if I may. You may speak freely before my aid. The Indian scout. Lieutenant, I trust Tonto with the security of this entire troop. I think you may speak with him in the room. Very well, sir. What about Vincent? Captain Jackson? He's not well. No? No, sir. So we've had little to say to each other in the week we've been here. I've had the chance to observe him closely. Well, he hasn't complained of an illness. Probably not. During the time that we've been here, he's kept apart from me as much as possible. In spite of that, I saw him on several occasions administering some kind of a treatment with a hypodermic needle. Mm, I shall investigate. Captain Jackson. Oh. Lieutenant Vincent. I didn't know he was here. I'm about to leave. Be careful you don't get lost between here and the tent. It's a very dark night. Thanks for the report, Carslake. You're welcome, sir. Glad you came in, Vincent. There's several things about which I want to talk to you. What's Carslake been saying about me? Well, what makes you think he's been saying anything? Captain Jackson. He wants to get me away from here. He does? Yes. He's animated that he'd get me out of the army in one way or another. Hmm. With your permission, sir, I'll bring something from the other room. I want to show it to you. Very well. There's a candle lighted in there. I shan't be long. I'll close the door. What do you make of those two? I don't know what to think, Captain Jackson. The two, I'm more inclined to trust Carsley. And I. Tonto there's a good judge of human nature. Perhaps he can... Oh, no, Carsley! What the... Don't shoot! That gunshot. Captain, come on. What? Vincent. Great Scott. Me take a look. There's no use, Tonto. When a man shot like that, Tonto, there's... Tonto, he, he is dead, isn't he? Ah, uh, him dead. Carslake must have fired through that open window. It was an open and shut case against Carslake. Vincent was shot at close range right next to the open window. Captain and his aide had heard Carslake's name shouted just prior to the shot. What did Carslake say? He denied it. Said that he was between the shack and the woods when the shot was fired. But no one see him. Him not able to prove that. His footprints were found just outside the window. He denied having been there. Oh, golly. A search of Vincent's property brought out a diary... What she had written that Carslake had threatened him. A Carslake fellow deny that. But Carslake was trapped at every turn. Even his story about Vincent using a hypodermic needle proved unfounded. It did. Nothing of the sort was found in Vincent's kit. 
Was there anyone else with reason to shoot Vincent? There were no other footprints, Dan. But Carr's leg suggested that Vincent might have shot himself. Maybe he did. Didn't seem possible for Vincent to have shot himself and then disposed of the gun. Oh, then the gun was gone? Vincent's gun hadn't been fired. He was shot with a small caliber pistol. Carslake was the only man in the regiment who owned such a weapon. Had Carslake's gun been fired? Wasn't found. Carslake said he didn't know where it was. The court-martial decided that Carslake had fired from the window and thrown his gun over the edge of a cliff a few yards away. Well, golly, didn't they look for the gun at the bottom of the cliff? It was a long way down, and there was a fast-moving stream at the bottom of the cliff. There was so much evidence against Carslake, he was found guilty, despite the fact that his gun wasn't found. His case was never reviewed because he was killed by Indians. But you don't think he was guilty? Then, a few weeks ago, Tonto was visiting Indians near here. In their village, he found something that might throw a new light on Vincent's death. Well, that's why we came here. We're going to try to make a hero of the man who was condemned to face the firing squad. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, Dan and Tonto, broke camp at sunrise. An hour later, they reached the foot of Mesa Mountain and began the long uphill ride. Tonto led the way through the dense forest, following the trail the regiment had used more than three years before. It was mid-afternoon when the horsemen reached the tableland on the summit. Here, the trees ended. Just ahead, there was a small shack standing on open ground, close to the cliff on the eastern side of the mountain. Oh, the colonel arrived before dark. Colonel who? Colonel Jackson. He's a colonel now, Dan. He was a captain when Carslake was tried. Otto, you stay here and watch the Colonel Jackson. Ah, uh, me watch. Where are you going? I have a few things to do on the other side of the cabin. I uh, want to get ready for the colonel. When Colonel Jackson and his aide arrived, they saw Tonto in front of the cabin. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Tonto, it's fine to see you again. Oh, uh, Colonel Jackson. You remember Tonto, our scout? Indeed I do, sir. How are you, Tonto? Oh, me plenty good. I see three horses here. Ah, uh, two friends inside cabin. Oh, Colonel Jackson, look who's coming. What? Mask? Tonto, what's this mean? That man, good friend. How do you do, Colonel Jackson? Who are you? I'm the one who asked Tonto to make a strange request. Tonto sent word asking me to come here in connection with Sam Vincent's murder. Yes. Why? I hope we can shed a new light on that murder. What do you mean? Will you both come inside the cabin? Yes. Come along, Jeb. I hope you have something to justify the trip here. I hope so. Uh, we have arranged this room just about as it was on the night that Vincent died. Well, you sit at the table, Colonel Jackson. Very well. Now, tell me something. Yes? Just what are you hoping to prove? I hope to prove that Lieutenant Carslake did not kill Sam Vincent. What? Well, you know, uh, that's a curious thing. What is? The fact that you hope to prove that Carslake was innocent. Oh, why is it curious? 
Because a year ago, I met a doctor to whom Sam Vincent had gone for treatment. Oh? He confirmed what Carslake had said. About the use of drugs? Yes, Vincent had a serious heart ailment. He had to use drugs regularly to keep going. Then Carslake told the truth? He did as far as the drugs were concerned. Vincent must have disposed of his medicines before he was shot. Well, in that case, he must have suspected that he was about to die. Yes, I've wondered about that. I felt that the case against Carslake was incomplete. You know, we never did find his gun. Did anyone look for it? Now, over the time the hostile Indians were driven from the valley, Carslake was dead. Then we were moved to another location. Colonel Jackson, did you ever learn why there was ill will between Carslake and Vincent? Yes, the two were distantly related, second or third cousins. An uncle died and left Carslake some property that Vincent had counted on owning. I see. Vincent did his best to take the property away from Carslake. And the two became bitter enemies. Uh, Colonel Jackson, may I borrow your gun? What, what are you going to do? Now, let's go back to that evening three years ago. Let's see just what happened. Uh, you were sitting there, weren't you? Yes. And I was sitting right here. You'd been talking to Carslake, Colonel Jackson. Yes, I remember. Uh, Vincent came in that door, the front door, and said a few words to Carslake. That's right. Then Carslake left. I have this gun of yours. Make believe it's a small caliber pistol that Lieutenant Carslake owned. Make believe I've taken it from him and have it concealed beneath my shirt. For the moment, I'll assume that. Go ahead. Assume that I am Sam Vincent. Now, Colonel, do you remember the conversation you had with Vincent? Well, some of it. He said... With your permission, sir, I'll bring something from the other room. I want to show it to you. It all comes back to me now. I shall never forget that evening. Then Vincent went into the next room, just as I shall do. Uh, wait just a moment. Well, close the door. What do you make of it, Jeb? I don't know what to think, Colonel Jackson. You wait. No, no, cars late. Don't shoot. That gunshot. Colonel. Holy smoke. Come on. Colonel. Colonel, he's on the floor. He's shot. Golly, tell him do something. Wait, it's all right. What? What? Well, for the moment, you had me frightened. Isn't this just about where Vincent lay? Oh, yes. That's right. Right next to that open window. Uh, very well. I suppose I'd shot myself. The situation would be just as it was in Vincent's case. I have my guns in their holsters, just as Vincent had his. Neither of them has been fired. Oh, you fired my gun, didn't you? Yes. Just as Vincent used Carslake's small-caliber pistol. But we didn't find Carslake's pistol. No. Oh, uh, Colonel... Where's the gun I borrowed from you? What? You heard me fire it a few seconds ago. Well, you... Um... Hey, by thunder, where is it? You've hidden it. Now, search me. Search the room. I give you my word, I didn't touch that gun after I pulled the trigger. Well, where is it? Where is my gun? It's in the same place that Carslake's gun was found. Found? Why, we never found it. Where is it? Look out that window. But you couldn't throw it out the window after being instantly killed. There's nothing out here anyway. The edge of the mountain is just a few yards away, isn't it? Yes. You'll find your gun down below. What? A string was tied to the gun. The string ran over the edge of the mountain to a rock. When Vincent fired, his grip on the gun relaxed. It was pulled through the window and over the ledge. Great Scott. Of all things. Colonel Jackson, this will prove my story. Look. A gun... There's a name carved on the handle. Carslake. Is that Carslake's pistol? Yes. Rusted and ruined, but unquestionably Carslake's. I've seen it many times. Where did you get it? Tonto's Indian friends had it. The boy found it while fishing. There was a rawhide thong tied to the gun. The other end was tied to a small rock. Where was the gun? 
Right where you'll find yours. In the stream at the bottom of the cliff. Now I understand. Vincent was bitter. He knew that he had but a short time to live. He decided that he'd make sure Cars Lake wouldn't live to enjoy his inheritance. He took his own life and did it in such a way that Cars Lake was charged with murder. There's just one thing. The footprints outside the window. Vincent could have made those during the previous night by borrowing Cars Lake's boots. You're right. Colonel Jackson, Cars Lake did tell us the truth. He was misjudged. That man was innocent. Thank heaven he fell in battle instead of by a firing squad. Oh, Colonel Jackson, there isn't much time. But not much time? What do you mean? Saturday would be Cars Lake's birthday. It would? What of it? Well, each year on his birthday... His widow and son ride up here to put fresh flowers on his grave. Oh, they do? This, this year it may be different. Jimmy had just learned that his father was discredited. It was a hard blow for the boy. I wonder if we can do something about it. The Lone Ranger and Dan were in the town of Valley Bend early on Saturday morning. They saw two fully saddled horses standing in front of the hotel. A lanky, stoop-shouldered boy stood nearby. Those are the horses that were rented from the livery stable, Dan? Yes. And that's the fellow that picked the fight. Who? Sure, remember? I told you how he laughed at Jimmy. Oh, yes. So that's Slim. I wonder why he's waiting next to those horses. <laughs> Probably waiting for Jimmy to come out. If he is, I... What then? I was just thinking, Dan. That's all. Jimmy and his mother are going to get a late start on their ride up that mountain. I wonder what's keeping them. Mom, I... I don't want to go. Jimmy. I mean it, Mom. I don't want to go. If that's Slim, I... It isn't Slim, dear. It's probably Mr. Hawkins to ask if we intend to use his horses. Hello, Mrs. Cosley. Why, it's Dan Reed. Hello, Jim. Hello, Dan. You mind having company on your trip? Company? My friend and I are going up Mesa Mountain today, and we thought we could ride with you. Well, where is your friend? Right out there in the hall. We're not going. Not going? But, Jim, but I... Then, thought... uh, you and your friend go on. Perhaps we'll meet you. May I come in for a moment? Mask? Golly! Please don't be alarmed by this mask. This is... I mean, this is my friend. I couldn't help hearing you, Jim. Well, I... Are you afraid of Slim? Afraid? You know... I think Slim is jealous of you. Jealous? He must have heard how courageously your father fought those Indians. He, he isn't jealous. He's laughing at me. Yes, I know, Jimmy. Did he know your father? No. But you did. Yes, of course. You knew him better than anyone else in the world, except your mother. The two of you certainly know what kind of a man he was, don't you? Sure. He was a fine soldier. One of the best. Believe me. Because I knew him, too. You're, you're going up to his grave? Yes. He may be able to see us. He may know what we're doing on his birthday. Oh. I I wouldn't want him to think I'd lost confidence in him. But, but he, he... You see, a man needs his friends when his luck turns against him. I guess he needs his family, too. Well, we better get started, Dan. All right. Coming, Jim. Oh, yes, sir. Come on, Mom. Let's hurry. On up, Jimmy. <laughs> yes, you got a masked outlaw for company, huh? You're just jealous. Jealous? That's a good one. I'll see you when I get back. Jim, I guess we'll take your friend along with us. My friend? Yes, come on, Slim. Hey, 
Let go of me. All right, it'll do you good. Up you come. Come on, Silver. As the riders reached the clearing, an amazing spectacle met their eyes. Oh, 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 oh. oh golly. Mom, look. The whole regiment in full dress was lined up. Brass buttons gleamed in the bright sun, and the regimental colors waved in the breeze alongside the stars and stripes. The colonel rode up to meet Mary Carslake and Jimmy. Mrs. Carslake, I'm Colonel Jackson. Oh. Oh, yes, Colonel. We're honored by your presence. But I don't understand. Lieutenant Carslake's case has been reviewed. He's been completely exonerated. D- does that mean the that... The charges against him have been dismissed. In an effort to make restitution, we're... We're dedicating this place today as a national cemetery to be named for your husband. It shall be the Carslake Memorial Park. Oh. oh, Jimmy. Mom. Now, if you'll dismount and come with me, please. Yes. Yes, of course. There's a badge of honor for bravery. I shall present it to the son of Lieutenant Carslake. Golly, Jim, I... I guess I deserve that beating. Oh, forget it, Slim. This way, please. Jim, I wish my dad had been a soldier. Just like yours. just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.